When will Michael Soroka get a chance? What happens when Orlando Arcia returns? And until then, should Braden Shoemate get the opportunities at shortstop over Vaughn Grissom? All those questions and more on today's mailbag episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jacob Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work on the Braves over at bravestoday.com. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast and be featured on a mailbag episode just like this one. If you're new and watching on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. You're watching this video there. Also, hit that thumbs up button as it does help support the show a ton whenever you do that. And I appreciate so much all the support that you give me on this podcast, making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. And thank you so much to all my everydayers out there. Charles Brody out in Colorado, Marty Newell and Brady uh, Ponton let me know on the last podcast that you are everydayers. And I really appreciate you letting me know that. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit betterhelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. This is a Mel Bag Friday episode of Lockdown Braves. Got a lot of great questions to get to. Talking about Soroka, Shoemake, Ozuna, the tough schedule coming up. What's going to happen with some of these roster decisions once the Braves do hopefully finally get healthy? We'll answer all of those questions on today's episode. I want to start out with the Braves sweeping the Miami Marlins on Thursday. Covered it in the postcast, as always. If you don't know, me and Grant McCauley do a postcast after just about every episode. You can see that in video form on YouTube at Locked On Sports Atlanta, or you get the audio version on your Locked On Braves podcast feed. So if you want more details on that game, make sure you do go listen to the postcast. Don't have a lot of time to go into much detail here, but Dylan Dodd gets through six innings, helps saves the bullpen on short notice as well. I mean, going into Wednesday night, the Braves were planning to just do a bullpen game on Thursday, and then the injury happened to Kyle Wright, and they suddenly had to call upon Dylan Dodd. So, look, it wasn't an overly impressive outing. I thought he got hit pretty hard and was fortunate. Some of those hard hit balls went right at Braves defenders. But, again, short notice, guy comes down to Miami, gets you through six innings, being the Dylan Dodd that we have seen in the past, pounding the strike zone, getting ahead of hitters, and letting them put the ball in play. And, like, thankfully, defense was able to make some plays behind him except for maybe Von Grissom we'll talk about that here more in a second but you know great work from Dylan Dodd regardless again it wasn't an overly you know great performance not a lot of swings and misses had just the one strikeout but based on the circumstances thought he did a really good job now it is only gonna be one turn for Dylan Dodd he's gonna get optioned back down uh, because the Braves have a couple of off days coming up they don't need a fifth starter for a while but Great outing for Dylan Dodd to help the Braves there and help out the bullpen. Marcelo Zuna stays hot. And in this game, works a walk, goes first to third on a base hit, scores on a sack fly, and then later hits a home run. Another absolutely titanic shot. 
I don't know what else to say about Ozuna at this point other than I welcome this performance and hope that he can keep it up. I've said for a while now he has to earn his playing time. Well, he is doing that right now, and I think you'll continue to see him in that DH spot. Well-played series overall by the Braves. I mean, I just think pretty much in every aspect, maybe there were a couple of defensive plays here or there that weren't made, but I thought, the you know, especially on the offensive side in particular, maybe more so than the pitching and defense, but offensively in this series, going up against Sandy Alcantara, I thought the at-bats were just superb in that game. The offense, obviously, in game two of this series went absolutely bananas against a pitcher who had only given up one home run all year, and they just tag him. And then on Thursday, a day game, a series finale, they come out and have some really, really great at-bats, able to manufacture runs. I think that's probably my biggest highlight or takeaway from this series is the fact that the Braves were able to score in different ways. Yeah, I know they had a lot of home runs in this series, but I love the way they were able to manufacture runs as well. Key example of that, I mentioned Ozuna going first to third on Rosario, who just poked the ball the other way through the shift. I think it was intentional. He's tried to do it earlier in the bat and then was able to do it later when he did put the ball in play and beat that shift to set up runners on the corner. And then Kevin Pillar with two strikes just puts the bat on the ball to get the sacrifice fly. I love seeing stuff like that. The home runs are great, sure, but you got to be able to score in different ways when those home runs aren't coming. And I thought the Braves offense did a great job of that in this series. Sweeps are not easy in Major League Baseball and the Braves get another one, and they need it because this schedule is really about to heat up in the month of May. Um, I did always want to mention before we move on to questions, Ron Acuna Jr. fouled a ball off his knees, stayed in the game for a little bit, came out. We'll discuss it a little bit later in the episode. We get to the news portion, but looks like he's going to be okay. Hopefully avoid injury there. If we could just please stop having all these injury scares every single game, that would be great. All right, moving into our question segment. Like I said, I have a lot of great questions that I want to get to. First two coming from Blake Newsom. He says, will the Braves go to Shoemaker at any point with Grissom making E6s every day? His words, not mine. His bat has finally woken up in Gwinnett, talking about Braden Shoemaker. No, I don't think so. I think it depends on how long Orlando Arce is going to be out. And Arce took dry swings on Thursday. So he is stepping, you know, in the right direction. I think he still has a little bit of a ways to go. I know he was hopeful to be back for this homestand. I don't think that's going to happen, but we may be a couple of weeks away from seeing Orlando Arcia return. And I think it does somewhat depend on that. When is Arcia going to come back? Otherwise, you know, if it's going to be a while, then maybe you do go to Shoemaker and give him an opportunity go with the more sure glove at shortstop and maybe ride the hot bat of Braden Shoemaker, who has heated up some Edwinette. But if they think he's going to be back in the next week or two, I think they just ride it out with Vaughn Grissom. I mean, yeah, I get it. The WRC plus is not good. The batting or the OPS is not good. I still like the bat in the lineup because he does put the ball in play. And I think the Braves need some of those guys in this lineup as well. And I think he's come up with some, Big hits and key spots for the Braves, but not showing much of any power. He is struggling defensively. A lot of throwing errors here lately as well, or just bad throws in general. So I think if it's if RC is going to be back in the next two weeks, I think you just ride it out with Grissom right now. Continue to let Shoemake work on things at shortstop. I mean, we haven't seen much offense from Shoemake in two months or two years, sorry. And are we going to go off what he's done in spring training in the first month of minor league season and say the bat is for real. You know, I want to see him 
get a couple of more months at the AAA level to show that the bat is really there. He got off to a slow start. Now he's kind of starting to heat up. I want to see that continue for Shoemaker. And then if you bring him up, you know, you give him that opportunity every day. I don't think we're at a point where you bring up Shoemaker or Grissom for that matter, unless they're going to play every day. And I just don't know if you bring up Shoemaker right now, you know, and RC comes back in a week or two, then you just send Shoemaker back down. So no, my answer to that is no. I don't think they'll go to Shoemaker if they think RC is going to be back within the next week or two. And they feel like it's going to be another month or so, and you know they're really not happy with the way that Grissom has looked defensively at shortstop, then yeah, maybe you go with Shoemaker right now. But I think for the moment, you go with Grissom. You already have seen, seen him up here, know what he can do. You know, As bad as the defense has been at times, I think for the majority of the time, he has made the plays that he needs to make. But hopefully, RC is going to be back sooner rather than later, and we don't have to worry too much about that. Jake MC 23 is Soroka a possibility to fill in for right during his IL stint. Um, and then uh, SJ also said expectations for when Soroka is back with the Braves had a couple of questions on Soroka. As I said earlier, the Braves aren't going to need a fifth starter until I believe like May 16th, whenever they start that series uh, with the Rangers. So they're probably going to go with four starters and carry an extra reliever for the next couple of weeks. But I think Soroka is an option. I think it's probably whoever looks the best between Schuster, Dodd, and Soroka over the next week or two, I think gets an opportunity to fill in for Kyle Wright because I do think it's going to be a bit of a longer IL stint for Kyle Wright. I mean, I, I think we're talking months here potentially for Kyle Wright. A second shoulder injury already this season. I think it's going to be a while. So I think the Braves are going to need another starter. And I do think Soroka is a legitimate option. Expect expectations for when Soroka comes back, fifth starter. I think that's where you have to put your expectations. You know, can he get through five, six innings of three or four earned or less? I know fans probably don't want to hear that. They want more from Soroka. And I understand last time we saw him on a big league mound, he was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. But I think you have to set some realistic expectations that even when he does come up, he's going to be the fifth starter. And I think that should be your expectation is that he gives you fifth starter type numbers, not Bryce Elder fifth starter type numbers because Bryce Elder is pitching nothing like a fifth starter at this point. But I think that should be your expectation for Soroka when he does make his return. If he can get you through five innings, five plus innings, you know, three runs or less, great. Uh, I think you would take that from Soroka right now. Would not be expecting anything else than that. Norby says, any thoughts on exit velocities and home runs being up across the board in MLB this year? Another change of baseballs. I, I looked around. If you know of any links or somewhere that gives the stats for the entire uh, MLB on these things, exit velocities, home run pace, please link that down in the comments below. But I don't think there's any change in baseball. I think if there's any maybe reason for that, I think maybe it's due to the pitch timer and maybe speeding pitchers up a little bit and throwing pitches that they're not quite sure of because they don't want to, you know, shake off the catcher. You know, offense is up around the board. And, you know, part of that's pace of play. Part of that's the shift uh, going away or the extreme shift going away. Started that some of that is stolen bases. So I think that all factors into why you're seeing Offense up, exit velocities up, home runs up. I think it has a lot to do with some of these rule changes. But again, I would love to see some of the stats that uh, that Norby's pointing out about exit velocities and home run pace 
being up. If somebody would like to link that for me in the comment section, Keith Lester, is there any chance we see Austin Riley move down in the order until his bat comes back or is he solidified at the top of the order? I suggested this earlier in the week. I, I think, I think Austin Riley should have already been moved down in the order. I'm not talking bottom of the lineup, but you know, fourth, fifth, sixth in the order when you got guys like Sean Murphy and Ozzy Albies who are hot right now, and maybe Snicker just doesn't want to mess with that, and the Braves are winning. Why would you? But I think he probably should have been moved down a little while ago. Now, there were some small signs of him starting to break out in Miami, so maybe you don't mess with it at this point. But, yeah, I feel like when you got in a, you know, a long – cold streak like that you're going on two weeks i think you probably should have been moved down already and give some of the other guys who are hot at the moment everybody's going to have their hot and cold streaks but i do think riley's going to be a a middle to top of the order bat for a long time i'm not worried about it long term but i probably would have shoveled the lineup up a little bit and maybe give riley you know a fresh start uh, again it happened last year snicker moved him down in the order and that really got him going so I probably would have Snicker didn't. Braves are winning. He's the manager. I'm going to go with what he has right now. All right, got a lot of more questions to get to. We'll answer those here next. You remember that 30-day free trial you started 90 days ago? Are you like me and you have so many subscriptions, it's hard to keep track of all of them? Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't use. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. I'm one of them. That's why I had to go out and get Rocket Money. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you and for and, and you can cancel them. You don't have to worry about it. Just hit that cancel button and Rocket Money will take care of it. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances in one place, automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. The Braves play the Orioles tonight at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Max Freed gets the start against the 21-win Baltimore Orioles. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. Jump back into the questions here. Bellfire says, hate the injury issue that have been plaguing right this year. Thankfully, Elder has solidified himself in the rotation, and Morton is showing signs of getting back to his norm. Do you think the Braves will trade some of this pitching, young pitching talent for a veteran starter. We had another question as well from Cody Cooper, who said, should the Braves consider a trade for another starter if Kyle Wright is going to be out in extended time? I have a feeling his shoulder issue will be an issue all season. So a couple of questions here, wondering about trading for some starting pitching. I think it's early for that. Um, I think the Braves still have enough depth that they can hold up for now and enough guys that I think can give them be good options for them, whether it's Dodd or Schuster or Soroka. I think you have three solid candidates there. Colby Allard should be coming back at some point by midseason. So I think the Braves have a while before they have to make that decision. I don't see them trading for really anybody until they get to the deadline. So I, I think before you were to make any type of move for a starter, I think you really give one of those three guys I mentioned, whether it be Dodd, Schuster, or Soroka, 
a pretty good look to see what they can give you because I think there's a real chance they can be just as good as just about any veteran that you would get on the trade market. Now, you're going to go out and get a top-of-the-rotation pitcher at the trade market, then that's a different story. But if you're just talking about going out and getting a, a veteran to be your fourth or fifth starter, I'd rather just see what we have in Schuster, Dodd, and Soroka right now. Robert Mosley says, did Ozuna ask Sean Murphy to touch a basketball that stole his talent? I uh, love the Space Jam reference here, and I don't know what Ozuna did. Maybe it's just the Marlins he likes hitting against his former team, but whatever happened, whatever seance he's doing in the dugout, can keep it going and let the rest of the team do it as well. Maybe Austin Riley needs a piece of that action, but I love that comment there from Robert. Uh, thanks for the, the funny joke there. Corey Carmichael says, outside of the minor injuries, is Harris producing like you would hope? A tough question to ask because I don't know how long Michael Harris has been injured. He you know, had some back issues in spring training where he missed a game and then you know, was a little slow to start the year and then had the back issues. And now he's back and I've said back too many times, but now he is back again and he started to hit the ball well and then he had the knee injury. So, I think it's really too early to tell. Now, was he performing to the level I would like to see? No, but again, I don't know how much of that was the back issues, and he really hasn't had a long extended chance or long period right now this season to get on a roll. So want to see him stay healthy, put a month together, see what he can do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're just looking at the numbers for Harris right now, no, he hasn't performed up to the level that I would have hoped. But again, I think there's reasons for that and circumstances for that. Corey also says, May looks like it could be one of the toughest months. What series are you most worried about? Which are you most looking forward to? So I think I'm actually looking forward to this Orioles series this weekend the most. A couple of young teams, uh, Orioles up-and-coming team. I really want to see some of that young talent, Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rushman. I watched a lot of Rushman in college at Oregon State, and it was easy to see that he was going to be a top draft pick, one of the best players in baseball one day, and he has become that Gunnar Henderson top prospect in all of baseball coming into the season. So really looking forward to seeing those guys. And this Orioles team just seems like a, a special team. It reminds me of those Braves teams five years ago uh, that were really just starting to get going and getting some confidence in themselves. I hate we're going to miss uh, Grayson Rodriguez, or at least I think we are. Um, but another good young prospect for the Orioles. So I think that's the one I'm most excited about. The one I'm most worried about, probably going to surprise you a little bit, but it's the Philadelphia Phillies. I, I just, I don't know why. I look at that series at the end of the month, a four-game series at home. Braves haven't played particularly well at home. Bryce Harper is going to be, you know, back. He's back now, but by then he's going to be more comfortable getting his timing back. I think he could be dangerous. That lineup could be dangerous. You know what the top of that rotation is can do when they're on it's a divisional opponent you know it's going to be a heated intensity type series i don't know that's the one that just worries me most i think it's because it is a big divisional rival it's the first time we facing them this year so that's probably the one that worries me the most at the moment but a lot of great series a lot of great teams the braves are going to be playing over may uh, Randall um, Mackerman also asked about this. He said Braves' upcoming schedule is rough with most of the teams ranking top 10 in wins. What do you think the Braves' series record will be at the end of this? You mentioned the Orioles, who had the third most wins, Red Sox 8th, Blue Jays 10th, Rangers 5th, Mariners 19th, Dodgers 6th. And I throw the Phillies in this mix as well. It's 21 games against teams 
those teams he mentioned and the Phillies, which I know they're below 500 right now, but I think they're going to be a really good team. Even at the Braves, in my mind, going 11 and 10 over this stretch with the start they've gotten off to, I think that would be good. I think they go 12 and 9. And again, I think that'd be a, a great number with all the teams that they have coming up just to come out of this with a winning record. And I think the Braves are as good, if not better, than all these teams. But still, that's a tough stretch of baseball. But I think the Braves go 12 and 9 in this stretch, if I had to put a prediction on it. And then they sweep the A's to end the month and they go 19 and 13 in the month of May, and that's a pretty good month for the Atlanta Braves with the schedule that they have coming up. But it's going to be a tough one for sure. Look, there's no question the Braves have put up a good record. They've gotten off to a great start. They've got a lot of those wins against mediocre to bad baseball teams, and they've struggled against some of the better teams, the Astros, the Padres. So it's going to be a real test for the Braves with the stretch they have coming up. So you give me 12 wins over this 21-game stretch they have coming up, I will take that. I think that would be a good outcome for the Braves. Um, Large Lar says, how close is Travis Darno to returning? Do you think he DHs more once he's back? Kristen also asked a similar question. What do you think the Braves will do with the catching tandem when Travis gets back? Do you think a 50-50 split or 70-30 in favor of Sean, some type of switching at DH? Wondering because of Darno's long-term health and if it is wise for him to continue to catch every other day. I'm right there with you with this concussion issue, you know, keeping Darno out as long as it has. I just hard for me to see him coming in and catching every other day, like the Braves had him doing at the beginning of the year. And plus with the way Sean Murphy is playing and the cannon that he has behind the arm, which was on display again, Thursday, I got to imagine Murphy's going to get the majority of the starts. I thought coming into the year, it would be somewhat of a 70, 30 split, at the catcher position with Sean Murphy starting four or five days a week at the catcher spot. I was uh, somewhat surprised when they were going every other day to start the year. I think that was maybe their hope to keep both of these guys fresh at the end of the year, but you traded for Sean Murphy and you extended Sean Murphy because he's one of the best catchers in all of baseball. Why would you not want to utilize that as often as you can? So with, Travis's injuries, I think you're going to see Sean Murphy start to catch two out of every three games in a series, in a three-game series. You're going to see Murphy catch two of them. And Jeff Rancourt hinted at it the other day as well. Could we see Chadwick Trump stay on this roster? You know, who do you take off at that point? Especially now, you know, a lot of people are thinking maybe Ozuna gets cut when um, Darno comes back or when Arcia comes back. You're really going to cut him now after what he's done in this Marlins series? You can't cut Adrianza. You need a backup infielder. But, you know, with with Travis's health and him not probably gonna probably not going to catch that much, probably be best if the Braves could carry a third catcher. But I don't know how you keep that on the roster, how that all works out, um, where you find the roster space for that. But to answer the question, I think you're going to see Sean Murphy catching four to five times a week. And I see you're, I think you're going to see Darno more in the DH spot, which again, now Ozuna's hitting, Rosario's hitting. It's a good problem to have, but at-bats could be hard to come by. It could be another reason why they're not really rushing Travis Darno back at the moment. You make want to make sure that he doesn't have any more concussion symptoms, obviously, before bringing him back. But it is a big concern. How you know can you put him behind the plate with the issues that he has going on with concussions? A very serious issue. 
Kristen also asked uh, one more question regarding relievers. Once Iglesias is back and the fifth starter needs to be added, who do you think is the odd man out? Things can change over the next couple of weeks, but if the decision had to be made tomorrow, who do you think it would be? Kristen asking the really uh, tough questions. There's always one question I have to do a lot of thinking about, and this was that one on today's episode. If they do go with nine relievers and four starters right now, which I think they will, I think they'll option Dylan Dodd and bring up Rysel Iglesias, then a reliever is going to have to get the axe at some point. And again, I think these things will work themselves out. There'll probably be a reliever go on the IL or something like that. I, it can't be Tonkin or Nick Anderson. I know those are probably the two odd men out coming into the season, but it just can be. They're two of your better relievers. It won't be Mentor or McHugh. I can't see them cutting ways with Yates or Jimenez, even though I think they're two of their bottom relievers right now as far as high leverage situations. I think it comes down to Jesse Chavez and Dylan Lee, and Lee has options. Lee struggled a little bit here lately, but you take him out, then you only have one lefty in the bullpen. Lucas Lick, he's still on the IL, and I think when he comes back, I don't think there's a spot for him on this bullpen. It's really crazy to think about. This bullpen has had its struggles over the last few weeks, but I don't know who I would remove because I think all of these guys have some value, but I just think because of options, I think Dylan Lee might be the one – to go because you want to keep that depth. You don't want to lose any of these guys. Dylan Lee has options. And again, he has struggled a little bit over the last week or so. Some of a lot of these other guys, but I think it's an options game. And I think Dylan Lee could be the guy to get moved down, even though I think he's one of your better bullpen arms, but not performing at the moment has an option. It's a tough call, but I'd probably say Dylan Lee right now. If I had to make the, that, if I had to answer and make that move today, I think it would be Dylan Lee. Randall Mackerman says, long-term plans for Vaughn Grissom. I've been pretty consistent saying for a while now, I think Vaughn Grissom's ultimate role on this team, and I think he does have a role on this team, is super utility. And I'm not ready to give up on him at shortstop either. He's 22 years old. I want to see him continue to get reps there. That's why I think when RC comes back, he gets sent back down and continues to play every day at shortstop. But I've said for a while, I think he becomes that super utility Chris Taylor type player because I think, think the bat will play. I know he's not showing a lot of power right now, but I think he will hit at the major league level. I just don't know that he ever grows into a full-time spot defensively. And so I think he becomes a player that you know comes off the bench, starts four, three, four games a week at second, short, maybe even third. Maybe they start to work him into the outfield a little bit. I know everybody says put him out in left field. I, it's going to take time. He's going to need reps out there. You can't just throw him out there and expect him to be a, a solid left fielder. I just, I don't understand that idea, but that's the way I've always kind of viewed Grissom as a super utility type player, a guy who can hit, but maybe doesn't have an everyday position. I think that could be his long-term role, either that or he's going to get traded. And I'm not really for trading him because I like the bat and I would love to see him in that super utility type role. I would love to see him become the everyday shortstop. Again, I'm not giving up on a 22-year-old just like that, but that's kind of where I've always thought things could go with uh, with Vaughn Grissom. Uh, Jason says, is Harris returning to the IL following the hyperextended knee uh, or returning to the IL following the hyperextended knee? It sounds like he's going to be okay was no lig ligament damage, which is great to hear. So I think he is going to avoid an IL stint. All right, I think I got to all those questions. I apologize if I missed one of yours. Please submit it 
in the comment section on YouTube. And I try to answer just about every YouTube comment out there. So if I didn't get to your question or you still have one, put it in the comment section below and I'll answer it there. All right, next, I'll set you up for Friday night's game in the weekend series against the Orioles. Uh, we'll do that here next. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. I'm about to be a parent of three. I have multiple jobs. My circumstances and what I need are changing all the time, just like your mental health changes with those life changes as well. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash MLB. All right, next week we'll get back into our regular schedule. I have a Miners Monday episode. I cannot wait to tell you about Kevin Kilpatrick in the week that he has had, and then we'll get back into our regular scheduled weekly content that we have. So looking forward to next week and getting into this big schedule that the Braves have, talking about their weekend series against the Orioles. All right, I've discussed a little bit of the news items already. Iglesias looks like he could return. This weekend, I think he will likely be the move whenever they send Dylan Dodd back down. Again, he had another clean outing on a Wednesday. A.J. Minters worked two days in a row, so Braves may need a Glacius on a Friday night. Let's hope they do, because that means that they are leading the Orioles. Dylan Dodd, Snicker already said it was a one-spot start for him, so he will get optioned down at some point, and somebody will be replacing him on the roster. No ligament damage for Michael Harris. Talked about that just a second ago as well. That is great news because when you saw the injury happen, or at least when I did, I thought it could have been really bad. Been out for a long time. Jackson Johnson had asked this question as well. How long will Michael Harris be out with a knee injury? I wouldn't be surprised they give him at least one more day to let that knee heal, but I think he'll be back some point in this Orioles series. Uh, then I mentioned the Acuna injury as well. His knee was swollen up after he got hit by that foul ball off of his knee but snicker says he'll be fine again may give him one more night off as well but i think he'll be back in this orioles series hopefully he's back friday night friday night's matchup dean kramer versus max reed kramer gave up five earned on 11 hits and two walks in five innings in his last start against the red hot tigers who just swept the new york mets yes that's right the Detroit Tigers swept the New York Mets. Uh, Gramer has given up four earned or more in five of his six starts, so hopefully a good chance for the Braves' offense to put up a big number and their ace, Max Free, to do what he's done all year long, which is go out there and put up a bunch of zeros on the scoreboard. So, like I said, looking forward to this series against a really good Baltimore Orioles team, 21-10 and 10 coming in. Uh, right there at the top of the NLEs, trailing only the red-hot Tampa Bay Rays, who are off to an historic start. A really good division over there. Orioles playing great baseball. Going to be a fun series. Hopefully the Braves can get on track at home, where they just have a 500 record on this season, get a series win over a good team in the Orioles. The Braves play the Orioles tonight at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. It should be a fun matchup, as I said, between two really young, good teams. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. 
search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thank you so much for making Locked On Braves your first listen of each and every day. Thank you to all my everydayers out there once again. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Follow me at Shortstop Ball. And if you enjoy this episode, please do me a favor and give me a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. And that will do it for this one, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 